Hello, my name is Ben. My name is Madison. And we are your hosts of the Too Vague Podcast this week. One word, two hosts, trivia, stories, and video games. That's what you're signing up for. So get ready, strap in. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. (laughs) Madison is here. And the word she wants to talk about is the word... Childhood. Childhood. But before we do that, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. Yeah. You didn't have to use your AK? Thankfully. Um, yeah. I, if I had one, I wouldn't even have to use it. You know that's from a song, right? No. Okay. I thought you were actually asking me if no, <laughs> no, I used it was, an AK-47 yeah, today. Was, I said, uh, no. No. Not on this fine Thursday. I have to say it was a good day. That's part of the... Didn't even have to use my AK. Oh, okay. Anyway. I'm sorry. I missed the reference. I yeah, apologize. It was a, no worries. That's going to happen a lot on this show. Okay. I'm going to, in fact, back in high school and into my post high school years, they used to call me Stretch, but not because I was tall and lanky. I was about to say. It was because of my obscure references. Okay. That's why they called me Stretch. Oh, okay. 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 Because it's a stretch. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah really? That was a far stretch. Really? You are passionate about the word childhood. Is that correct? Or is that something that just you think of a lot or? I don't know if passionate is the right word. I don't know if I think about it all the time. I just know that in comparison to a lot of the people that I have met at my age and especially in Tucson, I've lived here for nine years. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that I know just had a very different childhood than me. And what I've come to terms with is that I had a, different childhood than most. I'm the youngest of four. Both of my parents are still married. They still live in my childhood home. My parents are retired teachers. So I had parents in a stable relationship who stayed together with stable income. Yeah. And that in itself is atypical for a lot of people. You know, like I have friends who say like, oh, my parents like tried this job or this career or they were going through school or they went through a divorce or anything like that. And that's just not something that I went through when I was a kid. So, and it's so hard. I don't want to say like my childhood was better or my childhood was easier because I wouldn't necessarily say it was easier, but it was definitely just, I can recognize that I had a more stable childhood than a lot of people did. Like as far as the family structure, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that like that quote unquote traditional family life. Right. I'm the youngest of four. My oldest sibling is five years older than me. So Mm -hmm. we were tight knit and I grew up in a really small town. So kind of like all of these combinations, it's just very unique. Right. When I went to high school, my first day of high school and you do the roll call and whatever, almost every single teacher said, oh, are you the last one? Good. (laughs) Like, like in a nice joking way, but they're like, are you the last? And I said, yes, I am. And they said, hallelujah. Thank goodness. (laughs) But it was just really unique because in the town that I grew up in, I grew up in a small um, mountain town in Southern California called Big Bear. Oh, Big Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised Big Bear. That's where there's got skiing out there. Yeah. yeah? there's So there's two ski resorts and a lake and it's on a mountaintop. And again, I had a a typical childhood because I grew up in a very beautiful place, a very safe place. Mm -hmm. You know, like my parents don't have a house key. They've never locked their house. Right. They, I have to remind them when they come to visit me to lock their doors yeah. on their cars. Like yeah. every time I'm like, please, like, like, I know you have faith and trust in people, but this is a city. And 
growing up trusting people around you is just very different. You know, yeah. obviously it's different because I'm living in a city right now. Right. That was a big change for me to acknowledge mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Okay. And moving out. I moved out of Big Bear when I was 18. I lived in LA for a year. That's culture shock right there. It was. Oh my goodness. But it was really fun. Like I enjoyed it. I actually, I'm one of those people that like looks forward to culture shock. Like I want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And again, atypical. (laughs) Right. You kind of want to push yourself to to like expand your boundaries. Exactly. Give yourself the opportunity to be like, whoa, this is not normal. Right. But it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Going on trips by yourself is the the big thing that I do. Yeah. And people like going, why are you doing why that? Why do you do that? Aren't you lonely? Aren't you scared? It's like, absolutely not. I too love to travel by myself. Yeah. I actually look forward to traveling by myself. Because we can do whatever we want. One of my favorite things about traveling by myself, I don't have to care about anybody but me. If yeah. I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. If I'm hungry, I'm going to go eat. I don't have to debate or discuss with other people on what they want to do or what they feel like doing or, oh, I'm not I like I'm not feeling it. It's like, well, I'm feeling it. So I want to go. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have that like interruption on your personal travel plans, mm-hmm. which I've always appreciated as a as an independent traveler. And I always like the exploring the city and finding mm-hmm. things. And some yeah. people don't like to that spontaneity is something that I usually do when I look you know, walk around a neighborhood or walk mm-hmm. around a, a place and yeah. find a restaurant that's a hole in right. the wall and, right, right, and right. just like go there. Absolutely. Or, and not everyone does that. Yeah. Or, or no, wants to. When I travel, I want to walk around. Yeah. Like that's, that is on my itinerary of things to do. It's like, I just, yeah. I just want to look. I just want to see. I want to see like the different architecture. I want to see, and I know it sounds really weird, but like, I want to take note to like, how much graffiti you have or how much garbage you have on the street. Yeah. You know, like the general attitude or the general vibe of just where I am at Mm -hmm. this very moment, because yes, I am an outsider, but I feel comfortable here. Like I'm comfortable enough to be by myself, which is super fun. So I, when I travel by myself, I make a point to kind of fart around. Yeah. You know, let's, let's go look over here and let's go look over there and let's go see what this little thing does. And yep. Uh, One question I wanted to ask you specifically about your childhood you mentioned your parents were both teachers. Yes. Did they teach in the same, I mean, you lived in a small town, so I'm guessing that you went to the school that they were teaching at, right? Yes. So my mother was my kindergarten and my second grade teacher. Okay. I, my mom actually taught me how to read, which is pretty cool. Like my mom taught me the basic things in school, which is super fun. My dad commuted. Okay. He worked off the mountain Mm-hmm. in a place called Rialto, okay. California, and he worked there for the majority of my childhood. There was a small period where he worked in Big Bear at the middle school. My mom was a young elementary school and my dad was middle school okay. teachers. So there was a period where my dad taught at the local middle school. I never had the opportunity to have my dad as a teacher but I just wasn't at that age yet. Right. I had siblings who had my dad as a teacher mm-hmm. and I had siblings who had my mom as a teacher and I had my mom. I got to have my mom twice. Right. I think two of my sisters had my dad. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think one sister had both, okay. which is pretty cool. So you're all girls? No, I have two sisters and a brother. Okay. okay. Yeah. Four, four children. Four total. So I technically grew up with three older sisters. Uh-huh. My second sibling is trans. So, um, but oh, he, okay. 
I grew up with three sisters, so it was the four girls, you know what I mean? Right. And then... And my brother started transitioning about like eight or nine years ago. Okay. It was a long time coming. He was a unique person as a child. Right. You know what I mean? He was also diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of like two. Oh, wow. Yeah. When they transitioned, were they in the in the small town? With no, the f- no, no. All of us have since moved out. Okay. And the family is supportive or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all supportive. We all kind of had this in certain areas. It's kind of fuzzy, but we always knew that Eli was unique, mm-hmm. extremely political person. He's the artist in the family. Uh-huh. He does cartoons and he's been drawing cartoons since childhood. Oh, wow. Like actually like panels and everything. Yeah. Like, like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. So much fun just going through my my own brother's comics. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Eli was just always very independent and to themselves. He was your... Number two of four. Okay. Number two. So yeah. not your... Oldest, but the second. Ten year difference, right? No, five. Five years. Eli, Eli is only four years older than I am. But you said that you two were tightly knit. Not exactly. That sibling, I was... Unfortunately, very mean to when I was younger. Uh, okay. For some reason, I, me and Eli just butted heads real, real hard okay. as kids. Thankfully, I have since apologized. Right. And like actually written like a formal apology. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm so sorry. I was so hateful to you when I was younger. Like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know what type of person I was trying to be. I don't know what I was trying to accomplish. But like, I love you and I appreciate you and I'm thankful for you. And I'm really sorry that I treated you that way. So he and I actually have a really good relationship, but in general, all four of us are pretty close. Yeah. Again, a little atypical. Me and my siblings get along well. Right. My brother always used to compare. um, He had a friend, the drummer for Alkaline Trio, the the first two albums. You know Alkaline Trio? No. Punk. Punk rock. Yeah. yeah, But punk is not really my... um, Forte. What is your forte? Rock music. So we're talking like what? Def Leppard? Like what? What what kind of rock? I like new metal rock. New metal. Yeah. So kind of like early 2000s, late 1990s. Okay. Yeah. That's that's more of my jam. Seether is my favorite band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seether's great. That's the bee's knees right there. The <laughs> I actually learned recently that my dad liked rock music and I was like, why did you keep this from me my whole life? Right. He's like, your mom chose the radio station. Right. That was the car rule. Like if you were driving, you got to pick the music. Right. Which is funny now because now like a a pretty typical rule for when you drive with people is that the shotgun is the DJ, you know, (laughs) I don't have to deal with that with my scooter. Oh, fair fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Playing music. Not really a thing. Yeah. That's another thing on the show. Mixtape. Okay. We talked about how, our childhood was influenced by music. Okay. Both myself and Brian. You mentioned the music that you enjoyed that you finally later on connected with your father on. Yeah. Did music impact your life in a really, I don't know, positive, but was music a part of your life, either doing it or appreciating it? Yes and yes. We actually had private lessons. Oh, wow. All of us had our own instruments and we had private lessons as kids. So I played the saxophone for six years. Okay. The next sibling up, she played the flute. Uh My next sibling, Eli, he played the viola. Okay. And my oldest sister played the trumpet. Oh, wow. And my dad played the guitar. Nice. So all of us kind of played music for a long time. I wouldn't necessarily say that we listened to music like a lot as Uh kids, 
when I was much younger, we had to commute to Big Bear because we were living in a different small mountain town that's on the same ridgeline is not the correct word. The same... um, stretch Face of mountains yeah 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 kind of kind of just like 45 minutes away it's a very small like drive through town called arrow bear okay and it's about a 45 minute drive from arrow bear to big bear Okay. And when we would make that drive my mom always listened to country music so I grew oh, up okay. listening to country music I like country music my dad apparently likes rock music but I always thought my dad only liked Neil Diamond which is hilarious because I don't think I've ever heard him what? listen to Neil Diamond <laughs> again <laughs> But my mom really liked Michael Jackson and Uh the Beatles. Uh So those are the two main, well, forgive me, the three main like categories of music that I listened to all the time when I was younger. Like I cannot identify most country songs, but I can kind of sing along to them, which is great. But I'm still a big fan of Michael Jackson and I'm a large fan of the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's one thing in my childhood my father was very encouraging my father and mother Mm -hmm. as far as the variety i mean we were encouraged to get stuff that we connected with sure so much so in fact that you're familiar with the band kiss yeah yeah yeah. yeah. we were little kids Mm -hmm. and we had kiss records oh cool we didn't recognize the music for the lyrics at that point we were like this is really (laughs) cool yeah we didn't know that what Love Gun was about. We yeah. didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. It was just You're just singing innocence. along all happy. Right. And I think that's another connection that we have with childhood is the, like the word innocence. When we yeah. think childhood, Definitely. we think innocence. Absolutely. And a point at which we're learning, do you think that people have a tendency to kind of grow out of their childhood because of that kind of innocence loss of innocence people associate innocence with gullibility or Or like naivety yeah yeah yeah, exactly and that is part of your childhood is experiencing things and learning Mm -hmm. and whatnot i mean what what are your thoughts on that on like innocence as a child as a child right um is it losing innocence or are you gaining knowledge i think it's more of like a learning how to gain knowledge Uh you know what i mean because i feel like everybody has the right to be gullible or naive or innocent right and you know for example for me i am naive about video games i know nothing right i stuttered on the word controller earlier (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so yeah so i think everybody has the the right to be naive about things but as far as childhood goes i think children should have more space Mm -hmm. and more patience given to them when they're gaining more knowledge there's a lot of things that i had to learn kind of the hard way when i moved out i lived in la for a year and then after that year before i turned 20 i moved to tucson and i've been here for nine years okay so and there's a lot of things that i learned i always like to say questions are free Mm-hmm. I have every right to not know something. Right. Like if it, it's different if you don't retain the information, mm-hmm. but hey, I don't know about this thing. Can you throw me a bone? Can you teach me how to do this? Can you show me how to do this? Can you explain how to do this? Right. You know, so I think um, as a child, because my parents were teachers, they were very patient and mm-hmm. understanding with the learning curve of you have to experience it for yourself, but you need to be patient with your inner child and learning how to break down some of the things that you did to protect yourself. 
right. back then. I think guidance is, is right. more the what you're trying to provide as a parent and not mm-hmm. like strict right. sort of right, like, right, right. You know, like my parents, regimented. My parents were super strict, but I'm actually very thankful for the ways that they were strict. But creatively, they creatively, you, my yeah. parents let us do anything. I always like to talk about my childhood bedroom okay. with my friends. Um, I was actually able to do literally whatever the hell I wanted uh-huh. to my bedroom. I wrote on the wall in Sharpie, in marker. I taped up pictures. I take, taped up posters. I used to, do you know those that five gum with the with the foil wrapper? It's like a bright bright color foil oh the brand five gum i don't recall the brand five gum but okay okay but for for this example just think of a pack of gum where the individual slices are wrapped in like the bright shiny foil right i used to collect those from my friends peel off the foil and adhere it to the wall as a like a little mosaic and it was a nightmare to take off yeah but i got to do it i got to do whatever the heck i wanted to my bedroom right and my mom had no problem i could put holes in it not like whole hole by all means, but like I could hang up stuff. I could put push pins or whatever I whatever I wanted. Yeah, it was your space. It was my space to be creative. Yeah, I grew up in a very big house too, three older siblings. So I grew up in a five bedroom house. Oh wow! But my sister, she had more of like a square shaped room. Yeah, mm-hmm. half of the walls were painted as a checkerboard. Okay. The other half was a white wall, and her and her best friend painted their hands and high fived all over the the white. So in, in all these colors, so <laughs> so like just pure chaos yeah. and then checkerboard. Right. And it, again, we could do whatever we wanted. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun, yeah. you know, so it was a it was really cool. My parents definitely gave us that creative freedom yeah. to do what the heck we wanted. That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. it was super fun. We were a little less. A little less forgiving. Yes. Yeah. With with the room designs. But, right. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, we were encouraged to be creative in other ways. Right. But the room. Mm-hmm. It was cool. They were kind of strict about the room. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. See, that's that's where I'm like, what do you mean your parents didn't let you write on the wall in Sharpie? (laughs) Like, you know, I see no problem with that. Yeah. The thing is, is like, oh, my child's writing on the walls. It's like, well, yeah, you can can wash it. You can paint it. It's okay. Like, like it'll come off. It's not the end of the world. You know. So my parents were definitely like, yeah, whatever. You got to clean it. You got to keep your room clean. Yeah. But right. But but it's your space. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. We just got right into it. Let me just really quickly. Sure. The word childhood. Very easy word. Pretty much the old English childhood is not dissimilar from the full English. They're pretty much the same as far as the way a word transitioned from one to the other. It's childhood. I mean, there there probably wasn't anything else other than. Gotcha. Like the actual normal root word was was childhood it it hasn't changed it hasn't changed yeah since it was originally created i guess in old english let me let me look it doesn't really give me a starting point which is abnormal from the root child which that has a whole bunch of different wow that's really weird Hmm. in old english and middle english it's got a whole bunch of different roots for the way you called it child but childhood itself is pretty much what it's been since the dawn of time exactly exactly <laughs> when i think of childhood i think of creativity naturally okay i have specific things as far as my own childhood and my first childhood thought the very first thing 
So you like your oldest memory. Exactly. Okay. Oldest memory. Sure, sure, sure. And what is that? And that is the birth of my brother. I remember going to the neighbor's house. I remember going there and they had a lot of really cool toys, like little slot race cars, like little uh, Hot Wheels tracks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, then, I know what you're talking and about. And also, this is the piece de resistance. Oh, oh. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That sounds familiar for some it's the, reason. There's a, there's a red and a blue, and you press these two buttons. Oh, like the two little fighter guys. Yeah, exactly. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, <laughs> they had that, and that was fun. Oh, but I remember, so, so you just I, remember being able to play those games, and well, your brother no, no, was born. No, I remember being <laughs> excited about my brother being born, but that's kind of okay. where it associated to this memory. I mean, he's coming. My brother's coming, and that's oh, probably fun. where you know, my memories start there okay three and a half years old that is a very vivid memory but then interesting yeah um do you have a what is your earliest my uh, oddly enough it's kind of around the same age small backstory uh, in that little tiny tiny drive through town called arrow bear we lived there for until i was about six Mm -hmm. i want to say and my father's father so my paternal grandfather he died when I was four years old. Right. And if there's anybody that I would like to talk to, I would love to meet that man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely one of those, because I have no living grandparents. Right. But that is the only memory I have of that guy. Mm-hmm. It was a family barbecue. We we're sitting in the back and I must have been three, three and a half, you know, because he died when I was four. Right. We had a pot belly pig when I was growing up. Oh, was, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and his name was Stanley. Stanley yes. the Potbelly Pig. Yes, he, he had free reign of the house in the yard. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, uh, yes, exactly. Was, Atypical. Another one of the children, right? It's like yeah, no, five. absolutely. There's actually a really precious photo of me, like maybe one or two, and I have my hand on Stanley, and I'm sucking my thumb all like doe-eyed because <laughs> I was a toe-head, you know, so I'm like, mm, you know, wearing some stripes and some big poofy pants. Yeah gotta love it but um my earliest memory was we had this barbecue or some sort of family gathering at my parents house in arrow bear and we were in the backyard and i just remember walking up to my grandfather and he was sitting in a rocking chair mm-hmm. and that's it i just remember just being there yeah. and doing that that is the only memory i have of him yeah but he, again he died when i was four years old so right. there's not really a whole lot of memory right from from that long ago which like is really unfortunate the, f- the first memory is yeah. re- always really interesting yeah. as far as how you carry that forward too yeah. i mean that's you know or how you interpret it right i'm uh, thankful that i had that one memory though yeah because that's the one actual tie that i have yeah i don't remember what age it was at but mm-hmm. i do remember meeting my great-grandmother. Wow. And there are two things that I remember. One was having to go up the stairs and another, which is one of those steam, like the radiator, like a heat, like a heater. Those two things. But I don't remember what what we said or anything like that. Or what you were doing or just just those two items. Just those two items. Whereas the brother memory was kind of like a little it, bit more it, vivid yeah because it was just i was so excited uh, that uh-huh. i was gonna have a brother right and see that's cool yeah that's very cool childhood memories does childhood end at 18 no okay absolutely not explain you know what do you want my answer first yeah please no no no, no please no. please please i want to hear your answer no, I mean, because that's i my answer no oh <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I missed, I, I did not hear you clearly. Uh, ka-chow. ka-chow. <laughs> well, how about this? You tell me why you think your answer is no. It's a growth thing. It's a learning thing. Absolutely. It's, it's, you're taking pieces of it with you and experiencing things. That's how you learn is approaching it as someone who doesn't know anything and a thirst for knowledge is what I associate with childhood, you know, okay. gaining knowledge. Okay. okay. So, I mean, by that association, you always are, if you're always learning, you have a piece of that childhood with you. One thing to kind of tack onto that is play. Yeah. Letting your inner child play. Mm-hmm. One thing that I have learned at my age now, I'm 28, we're, we're birthday twins. Right. I'm about to turn 29. Boom. Boom. I get such like a deep happiness uh-huh. from letting my inner child play uh-huh. but the key is finding how to play with your inner child right i'm an active hiker i go on a weekly hike with my girlfriend tina and one thing i learned is through those hikes hiking allows my inner child to explore because mm-hmm. i'm going someplace i've never been and it's new and exciting and it's fun and oh look at this over there and look at that cool rock or do you see that frog or X, Y, and Z. You right, know what I mean? So right. the exploration part of hiking, that is letting my inner child have fun. Yeah. But the biggest, most notable thing that I have learned about myself at my age mm-hmm. is throwing rocks into water. Oh. God, I love it. I feel like a kid. I actually giggle. Like, I actually <laughs> giggle like a little girl. And it doesn't have to be big rocks. I mean, it can, because that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Bah, bah, wow, look at that big splash. But like a handful of little pebbles and just listening to the rocks at the water like that is just it's so much fun. So I don't think childhood ends at 18. If anything, that's when you think it's supposed to end. So that's when you're like, oh, I should be growing up by now. And it's like, no, I'm a quote unquote, I'm an adult. It's like, absolutely not. I honestly don't think that I felt like an actual adult until I turned 26. Yeah. 25, 26, I swear. And like, I feel like I grew up kind of fast. Yeah. Like I, I've done a lot for myself. Rather, I did a lot for myself at a young age, mm-hmm. youngish age, like my early 20s, absolute garbage, but I was still a child. Right. So right. when people say like, oh, you're 18, you're an adult now, I beg to differ. Right. You know, right. because I think that. More accurately, you're entering adulthood you're, or you should be well, or you should be going that direction. Right. But I just I don't think a 19 year old constitutes as an adult. Mm. I genuinely don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, you can vote. Yes, you can be in the military. But you are a child. You are young. You can't rent a car. You can't. No, you can't rent a car <laughs> for Pete's sake. Exactly. You know. Like my early 20s, I was definitely still working out a lot of the stuff in my childhood. And I'm still figuring out like different childhood traumas that I'm trying to unfold and undo and work through. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the point of growing up a little bit. You know, like I'm still allowing. Point of life. Yeah. I'm still allowing myself to be a kid every now and then, though. Oh, yeah. Every every week on Sunday with Tina. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get to go and have a good time and be a little kid because there's no judgment. Do you skip Rocks? Have you ever skipped? You know, rocks? I'm not very good at it, but okay. I but I do my darndest. Yeah. I do my darndest. But just honestly, just literally, just picking up a rock, throwing it into water, listening to just it hearing. splash. Yeah, yeah, just watching the water. It's just so fun for me. You kind of take me back to. I do have a childhood memory of my father and mother taking me to this place, Indiana Dunes. They have these sand okay. dunes. Okay, okay. We would go to the Red Lantern Inn. Cool. 
which eventually just disappeared because it got all dilapidated and Bomber. Uh, did the sand dunes just eat it, it alive just kinda, yeah it just kind of really oh yeah. that was i, mean, I was like, making a joke <laughs> yeah but not like eat it per se it, it eroded naturally oh, like wow you know. okay so um that's too bad yeah but eventually my father and his wife actually built a house there so obviously he had a connection with it too sure that's when nora dropped the fact that my father was artistic he also created a yeah she said something about like building yeah he was he he an engineer no Hmm. he was a master in business interesting yeah okay he also got his degree his master's without getting a bachelor he wow he he, was like pass on that bullshit yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna go straight for the prize yep he was i mean he was a brilliant guy i'm gonna run a marathon before i run a mile yeah exactly he entered the workforce in his 20s and business in computers oh which changed you know which kind of changed over time in fact my father and mother met each other my mother she went to key punch school because usually what you would do to program a computer is you use these little punch card things that you would feed into so you needed people to create those punch cards so you could feed them wow okay yeah so they met at school or at a job they met at the job where my father started his business career and my mother Mm -hmm. was working there because she moved out from a small town in Pennsylvania, but then she moved to the big city, sure. and uh, she was excited to experience something new. Too. Do Pennsylvania and Indiana touch? No. no okay. Not by, so she moved, not, moved. She moved, moved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she did. Yeah, it's uh, a couple states. My parents were born and raised in Southern California, Yeah. and they stayed. My mom kind of bounced around because her mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. So she did her best. Right. You know what I mean? But my dad grew up in Thousand Oaks, uh-huh. California. Um, are you familiar with Miami Beach? Yes. I have a really close relationship with my dad. I love, like, I love my parents. I get along with both of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, my dad is my homie. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's always nice hearing about, like, how parents meet and, right. like, where they come from. And how they change over time. Can yeah, be, can most be, definitely. It can be cool. It also mm-hmm. can be a little, you know. Mm-hmm. They're your parents. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you got to still. You got to care something about them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At some point, there are differences that may be insurmountable, but it's like trying to do your best to avoid mm-hmm. things right. that will create conflict. And as long as you've got two participants who are willing to not bring up whatever is the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Everything's uh, that took a bad turn. Anyway. Uh, no, no, no. It's OK. I, I understand what you're saying. My mom had a really good phrase when I was growing up called pick your battles. Uh-huh. Is this worth fighting over? Exactly. You know what I mean? Because you're bound to fight. She's not like disproving of the act of argument. Right. But you better pick. If, is this a battle worth fighting? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I get it. That is definitely a part of growing up is figuring that out, right? Yeah. If you're not told that at a young age, mm-hmm. figuring that out on your own, I probably didn't figure that out I don't know, until maybe 10, 15 years ago, for crying out loud, like in my 30s. I mean, it was just kind of like, this is me. This is who I am. Okay. I don't care what what you think, and right. I will fight what I want to fight. Yeah, and I yeah, will yeah. Do this. And then at some point, you start to realize that that is not the healthiest way to handle things. <laughs> so as you get older, you kind of get this wisdom, and it's the pick your battles thing. That's a wonderful thing to live by. Yeah. Another sort of thing that came through my childhood, I think, is three strikes are out as a rule. Okay, I sure. mean, I am very willing to forgive for things 
Okay. But at a certain point, you have to prove to me that you want to contribute to this yeah. relationship yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at some point, you've got to draw the line, and three seems like a good number. It's it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. <laughs> no, 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 still, no. I mean, um, that's interesting that you say three is just an arbitrary number, but it is one of those things. My sister lost her husband mm-hmm. three years ago mm-hmm. on the 25th. So today's the 27th. So two days ago, two three. days ago, three years ago, my brother-in-law died suddenly. And I called her just to talk to her, see how she's doing. You know, I've definitely connected with that sister a lot more over the past Three years, obviously, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, they need a lot more support. And I said, you know, just how are you today? How are things? You know, and she's like, I've always had this weird association with the number three. You start working on something for three days, you're more likely to keep that habit. Right. Uh, You're likely to see progress on a workout after three weeks. Mm -hmm. And she's like, three years? This is my life. Like, this is it. This is how it's going to go. You know, this is... This is the way it's it's going right now, and, and something big has to change, right? Eventually, but like three years, like there's because she's a single mom now, so mm-hmm. the three strikes you're out. I totally get it. It's like fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Wait, 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 fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, hasta and la vista. I, that's the, I <laughs> yeah. However, that one ends. I don't know if there is an actual. It usually ends at shame on me. I think there should be a third though. You're right. There should be a third. There should be a third. I don't know. Uh, fool me three times. Uh, go ahead and fuck off. I don't know. I, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. <laughs> I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, go ahead and uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but but I mean that's that's another thing. It's like you know you learn things during your childhood that shape yeah. who you become and Absolutely. who you are. One thing that I am thankful in my childhood, my mother and father they divorced. Okay. But it was for the best. My father had his ideas as far as raising children. My mother had hers. That wasn't the reason why they divorced. Okay. 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 It was a more personal thing. However, the after effect was my mother was very protective and she was encouraging us to do whatever we wanted. Very encouraging, very loving, but sheltering at the same time. Whereas my okay. father, the opposite, as in he was experience everything my brother and i when we were little kids he would say i have to go to work i've got a this job to do Mm -hmm. where do you want to go do you want to go you know like oh hey we want to go to the mall the arcade or whatever okay and he's like okay so here's what you do you take this bus oh you take the chicago bus to here heck yeah take a transfer and then that's rad right yeah absolutely hey go be independent exactly exactly because call me when you can that's something that he saw that we were not necessarily doing. And if mom okay. knew that, oh, God, she'd have a connection. She, I'm sure yeah, she would have, she would have she not lost let us go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, but it taught you how to do those things in a comfor- safe manner and be comfortable with it. Well, the, Absolutely. Safety, the safety of Chicago. Mm. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But I mean, it but was safety in numbers, you know, yeah. you're with your brother. Yeah, so. exactly. That's the thing. We had each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that was a good, good thing. What decade were you like a kid kid? That was the 80s. OK. I was born in 71. OK. But when my parents got divorced, I was probably fifth, sixth okay. grade. OK. And wow. my brother was four grades behind me so yeah we did not go to high school together although when oh so like you were a senior and he was in the eighth grade kind of thing yeah 
Yeah, yeah. But whenever I would have to pick up his homework, people always ask me if I was his younger brother. And I was like, why I order? Yeah, because he was a (laughs) he's a very tall. I'm the short guy in the family, by the way. You're the short one. I'm the short male. Um, huh. Yeah, all the other people in my father's side That's of the incredible. family, father's side, they're all taller. Super. I mean, right? how tall are you? You're a tall I'm dude. I'm six three and oh. a half, six four, somewhere around there. And you're short. Yeah, I'm the shorty. I'm five two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Adam has always been a big, a big dude. Big dude. Yeah. Okay. Six six. Wow. My dad was. No, wait. My dad was 6'6". Six, six. I think Adam was 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, somewhere around there. And I was 6'3 and a half. Not that I'm trying, I'm using that half there to... Yeah, I'm 6'3 and a half. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> wow, that's tall. Yeah. That's super tall. Tallness. Let's not talk about that. But the, <laughs> the whole thing of it is a changing environment. I think the benefits of sheltering your child, mm-hmm. you can do that. But you're not going to be able to protect your child from everything, right? So 100%. why not? Yeah, you establish some rules. Mm-hmm. They have to live by those rules, right? In general, but then there are also things where you just let them do be what they kid. want, enjoy their childhood. Yeah, because at some point, whether by their own doing or otherwise, they're going to lose pieces of it mm-hmm. or have other things that they have to focus on. Right, right, right. That aren't just being. A child, just being a kid, being playful. That's another thing too. It's like, when's my second childhood going to happen? Probably when I retire. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm sure it will. I'm yeah. sure it will. My parents are both retired. My mom taught for 32 years, and my dad taught for like 28, mm-hmm. something like that. And my dad, in his retirement, has had so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. My dad is the adventure man. Okay, mm-hmm. he hikes, he backpacks. He goes rock climbing with me, all the things. He wants to do it all. Like my dad's a water bug. He loves to go swimming. So he's actually coming out this weekend to visit and we're going to go on hikes so we can go swimming. Oh, sweet. He actually, he's like, I want to see the cactus blooms. I'm like, now's the time to do it, you know? And sneeze. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely agree. I feel like there's different phases in your life where your, where childhood or your inner child can resurface and it's just it's so good to nurture it yeah you know and it's just so much fun how dare you have fun doing those arcade games have you been to cobra i went there once my friend took me there okay um i'm a big pinball guy yeah cobra has pinballs upstairs well here's the thing i am very particular about my pinball oh i would have (laughs) never guessed because because (laughs) i used to work at an arcade like when i after i graduated high school okay the guy who owned that arcade and the person who purchased it from him, they were both okay. very, very, very pedantic. I don't know about. <laughs> they were particular about their pinball. They were they they loved pinball, so it had to be balanced. Everything had to be working. If it wasn't working, there was an out of order sign. Oh, like it had to be top tier, one hundred percent functional, be absolutely perfect. Okay, and and so if I'm playing a pinball machine and I detect that there's something not working or a wobble or a thing where it's not level that's it i'm done and, and so, i'm walking out of here yeah so it's like you know pinball has to be very very well, well protected well balanced for me to love it okay so but, maybe but, yeah. not an arcade bar not an arcade jam. bar no. yeah probably not your jam no 
Well, I mean, you say you don't know anything about games, but you went to the Cobra, yeah, Cobra I, Arcade. Yeah, and I struggle. <laughs> what do you mean struggle? <laughs> I, I, I'm not very good at games. We didn't have... That is one like major difference between me and most of the people that I know is that we didn't have any games. Right. There was no console. There was no handheld. There was no... All the games you had were actual manual the games i had were my three older siblings <laughs> that oh, okay. was it like okay. so like we have, played like, sports not we, board games or anything yeah, we, we played board games and like card games every now and then uh-huh. but like it was literally i was in extracurricular activities i played sports mm-hmm. i had a musical instrument that i was interested in you know what i mean so there's different like sources of entertainment that i had as a child aside from games and it was just something that i never got into ever I've had boyfriends and plenty of friends who play video games. They're like, oh, I want to play this video game with you. I'm like, I'll watch. Right. That's it. Like I, and it's not to be insulting or try to cut anybody short. It's literally just, I have just no interest. Okay. I have no interest. I had the only video game I remember playing as a child on more than three occasions was at my grandmother's house and it was called monkey ball. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. That was the only game we played, but. My parents were really strict. That was one thing about that my parents were really strict about that I am kind of, I'm grateful for it, but it's also kind of strange mm-hmm. because my parents were super strict about my screen time as right. a kid. I'm the youngest of four and we didn't have cable in the house until I was a senior in high school. Oh, wow. So we only had DVDs and VHS, but we weren't allowed to watch TV on a school night. So literally only two days a week was I allowed to watch movie at night. Yeah. And then if it was daytime, I was outside. Yeah. So whenever I go out and there's a TV, I just start staring. I'll stop complete sentences because I'm just looking at an infomercial <laughs> or something silly, you know? Right, right. But yeah, just no interest in video games. When I lived alone for the first time for three and a half years, I didn't have a TV and mm-hmm. I live alone again and I don't have a TV no. and I'm thankful for it. But like I could go to friends' houses and watch TV like that wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But if it was... Um, at home, not allowed. And that's something that changed for us around the divorce. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you have to entertain somehow, no? Things got more lenient for us. Yeah, well, I mean, there's two different households now that you have to take into, that you have to take two different sets of rules into account. And no matter what they say, and you, you have no idea about this, they're fighting for who's the best parent kind of thing. Absolutely. On some I level, could only they absolutely imagine. have to be yeah. like, I'm, I'm the better cooler at parent, this this. I'm the cooler, right. I pack better lunches. Yeah. 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 That must see, and I, I could not imagine that as a part of my childhood. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like your parents basically arguing over, pick me, pick me, pick me. I couldn't, I couldn't. Wow. That would just be so hard. I think we were naive to the point where it was like, we didn't care. We just had a cool friend, dad, who we would go do cool shit with on the right. weekends. Yep. And mom would work during the week. We were what's called latchkey kids. You know what? I actually, I don't know if it was you or I if it, it I, you know, I think it was you. You told me about this. Yeah. Like sometime last week that you were a latchkey kid, that you were, that, hey, this is how you cook. This is how you let yourself in. This yep. is how you get home. All mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. See, that's awesome. As far as mom's contribution to our independence. Okay. That was the big one for her yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. trusting us to uh-huh. be on our own until she got back from work because she had to work to put food on the table for my brother and I. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of her teaching us independence. Yeah. My father was 
more broadening our horizons as far as what we can experience in the city okay. and not be afraid of going into Chicago and doing what, you know, just exploring the city, which was really a cool part of our childhood. That is cool. Yeah. It did include a lot of arcade visits, though, because that <laughs> oh, was Oh, no. What a burden. And that's also where, honestly, childhood-wise, if we're talking about up until that 18 age, uh-huh. I learned a lot about socializing, too, Okay, through the arcade. We would go there and we would play games and we would chill out and we would talk about stuff in addition to, you know, and go get a snack. Oh boy, malls. Do you remember malls? I remember Do malls. Do I remember malls? <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> I, that, that, that seems to be like the common thing whenever I'm talking to the younger folks. That they don't know what a mall is. Do you, you know what a mall is though? I know what a mall is. <laughs> of course I know what a mall is. What do is. you take me for? I grew, okay, how about this? How about this? I grew up in a place where you had to drive an hour and a half to get to a Target. There was no mall when I was growing up. So if we got to go to a mall, it, that was an occasion. That was special uh-huh. because that was that was a trip. Like we actually used to say things like, I'm going into town. Do you need anything? Right. I'm going down the hill. Do you want to go? <laughs> you know, yeah. Those were like actual expressions I had when we were growing up. And you were talking about how you were a latchkey kid. Uh-huh. What was very different for me is my parents were teachers. My parents had my schedule. Monday through Friday, major holidays off, weekends off, summers, winters off. You know what I mean? Like it would it would fluctuate because my parents had they didn't have the same school year system. Right. Obviously, summer and winters off and everything. Yeah. But in the school district that I grew up in, because there's one school district, one high school, one middle school. At the time, there were three elementary schools and one school district. That was it. Okay. We were on something called year round school where we had a month off in the winter, a month off in the summer. And then every, I think it was like every 11 weeks, we had a two week break, something like that, which was really cool. You know what I mean? So our summers were really abbreviated. Like I graduated high school on the, like the 12th of June. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. And then one of the earliest times I started school was at the end of July. Mm -hmm. So it, it just fluctuated, but we had two weeks off in October. The, The first two weeks of October, we always had off and it was awesome. Because we can go on any vacation and it was dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that seems like a perfect time. Yeah, right? it was pretty cool. So I, I'm different in the latchkey category because my parents, they had my schedule. Yeah. They knew where I was and they knew my teachers. Mm-hmm. They knew my friend's parents. They knew where my teachers lived. Like there are so many, because I'm a teacher's kid, there's so many teachers that I've actually been to their houses. Right. That's <laughs> very unique. In that kind of household... Do you think you developed your independence or yearned for independence because of the way you grew up or were looking forward to being independent? Because sometimes I, I would say that there's a possibility if you you have a tight-knit family, mm-hmm. that's what you're seeking. You kind of want to stick with that because you seem very independent to me. Yeah, so. that's I've been a very independent person my whole life. Yeah, I, okay. I definitely get that characteristic from my dad. Okay. My dad has always been a really independent person. He definitely did a lot of things different when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. In his early 20s, he left the country for like four years and he just traveled around. He did, he like plane hopped. Oh, and okay. he like went, he lived in Germany for a while. He went in like Southeast Asia and just went all over. And it was really, really cool. So I definitely get a lot of my independent characteristics from my dad. Uh-huh. But as far as like as a child, yeah. I think I just wanted some goddamn personal space. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm the youngest. Right, right. So I was always like, oh, where is she? Where is she going? Right. You know, not in like a negative or like controlling way, but where's the child? Right, right. <laughs> Where's the youngest one? But um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I yeah, thinking about that's, that question that, now, I don't. Well, I don't I mean, really know. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a really independent person. That's the kind of thing you give off as you're the independent. Vibe. You yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what you want. You know how to get it. You're just gonna do it. But my parents were very encouraging in that manner. Like, if you want it, then figure it out. Where like the questions are free. I was never reprimanded for asking questions when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, hey, can I do this? How do I do this? Can you show me how to do this? And I don't know. I feel like a lot of the independence came from the work ethic that was like respectfully beaten into us as children right, right, right. <laughs> because we worked a lot at the home mm-hmm. when we were kids. We poured cement. Right. We built fences. Mm-hmm. We dug trenches. We put in some serious work right. when I was a kid, but I'm very thankful for it. Because my work ethic, I don't want to sound rude, is a lot higher yeah. than a majority of the people that I personally know right. and right. the people that I've worked with. My my work ethic is very high and I can 100% attribute that to the way that I was raised yeah. and I'm thankful for it. I had two jobs in high school. I had no business having two jobs in high school, but I did. Yeah. I got my first job when I was 13, 13 turned in 14. I got my first that was about the same time because I had a paper route. Oh, see, that's see, that's awesome. Yeah. I I had a couple of paper routes actually. <laughs> independent though, you yeah, were yeah. able to go out and do that. You were trusted with a bicycle to go around town and do that thing. And what was that? Not early in the morning, no. Yeah, it was very early. We would get our papers and we would have to rubber band them or put them in bags sure. depending on whether it was raining or snowing. Yeah, or yeah. I remember dropping off the yellow pages, the phone books. Uh-huh. I was in Girl Scouts for like 11 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the things that we did a couple of times. Yeah. Not only that, but you would have to collect. So that taught a little bit of in- independence too. Um, you had to collect. You had to collect the money. Oh. For, for, for dropping off the paper, no? Exactly. During the mornings, you would you know do all your papers and then when it was like a certain week, you would go there and say, hey. This is how much you owe for the papers. This is how much you owe for the papers. Oh. And that's it. You learned how to ask for money. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think that is such a good thing. I was, a, like I said earlier, um, I was a Girl Scout for mm-hmm. 11 years. Yeah. And so I learned how to socialize with strangers at a very young age. Yeah. It's funny because people are like. What did you learn in the Girl Scouts? It's like, I learned a lot of social skills mm-hmm. in Girl Scouts. I learned a lot of community service and just like ins and outs of people. And I can build a fire like nobody's business. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> random fact. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need flint. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think that's an undervalued characteristic that a lot of people are afraid of or, or timid of practicing is asking people for money, yeah. you know? Learning how to speak up. Learning how to speak up and ask. Yeah. That is definitely something that I'm appreciative of learning at a young age is asking. Yeah. Because questions are free. But we can go a number of different directions we can't go with. Okay. What do you want to talk about as far as video games? <laughs> um, do you have any questions about video games? That's, you know that's what? what I, mean. uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about video games, how it, it was so entwined in your childhood yeah what you enjoyed about it what you dislike about video games um the transition of how games were when you were a kid versus now Mm -hmm. like do you think that playing video games as an adult remember that inner child 
do you think you get to play with little Ben? Yeah. Like you're sitting there, sitting here with him yeah. and you're like, wow, look at me go. Like, tell me about that. Kind of. And there's always been a stigma with video games, even back in the arcade game days. Sure. Where it's a waste of time or okay. there's nothing that good that comes of it. Or it's too violent. It's too or violent. X, or, Y, and Z. Exactly. I think that I just enjoyed it because it was, I mean, I don't know. It was fun. I mean, I, God I forbid enjoyed, you have fun. I, I, I enjoyed going <laughs> to the arcades when I was younger. It was okay. a big part of my upbringing and my childhood and my yeah. high school years. Yeah, 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 definitely. Beyond high school years. Uh-huh. I never thought of it as something where I was letting my inner child play. I yeah. just thought of it as something I enjoyed doing. It was mm-hmm. a hobby. Yeah, It sure. was fun. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There are some things that I think maybe I learned from, you know, like problem solving and stuff yeah you know, like no no, no. most things. definitely most definitely but nowadays it's kind of gone from something where i do it as a fun activity just for playing the game and the game mechanics to okay being told a story and do gotcha. a playable sort of story i mean that's, okay that's now so you've kind of transitioned into more storytelling games yeah, story or yeah I story mean, oriented yeah i don't know the correct terminology but i i do understand what narratives. you're talking about the, narrative yeah yes. games that have interesting narratives okay. fun narratives okay also blown off steam is another big thing that i think helps kind of calms you down kind of like uh, like decompresses your day gosh i, mean, I need to play people, for just like 20 30 minutes i do play daily when i get home it's counter to everything that all science says about video games and screens in general which is the fact that it has a tendency to make your brain continue to run so therefore it it impacts your sleep you know it impacts it negatively it just lets me just have fun yeah end of the night after doing just work 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 right unwind that way it's a fun activity, but I do appreciate and enjoy games that tell stories. Okay. Have you ever been like a puzzle game? Like, do you ever like to play like physical games or has it always primarily been like a game with a screen or um, like a controller? I did like games like board games. Like board games. Okay. I never got into that make your own board game sort of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when that was like a trend almost. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. I go to a show that's called PAX. Uh, it's Penny Arcade Expo. Okay. It, it has been going on for many, many years now. It's kind of morphed into this whole video game show for fans of video games. Okay. But they have a portion of that that is d- dedicated to board games and people showing their new board games cool so it's like if you like games that's the show to go to that's the place to go video games or board games the focus of the main packs is video games and they've got one that occurs in seattle which is the one i usually go to one in boston one in australia i just go to one a year so you've been to seattle no have you ever been to the pinball museum in seattle (sighs) yeah that's that's one come on that's you said one. you love pinball. That's on my list. Oh, the last time, it needs to be the, on your list. The last time I was in Seattle was 2019. Oh, okay. And, yeah, gotcha. It's been that a while. was like, it was the last PAX that I attended okay. before they had the pandemic of stuff course, going yeah. on. So, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, that was going to be, the, I you feel know, like that would the totally next, be your jam. Oh, yeah. You'd love that place. Yeah, definitely. I want to check it out. That's another thing I remember with my childhood. My father was also encouraging of things that we liked he appreciated art and he saw that there was an exhibit of the pinball back glass you know throughout history 
artists who did <laughs> and did the paintings for the play field too. Yeah. And he said, let's go. Let's go to that. My gosh, that was just so cool. Taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'd so be really amazing cool. And so much fun. I'm a sucker for museums. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. If I go somewhere, I want to see a museum. Period. Yeah. Point blank. Never been there. Museum. And then in my later childhood years, I, you know, <laughs> the place that I would love to go is the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh, yeah. I can oh, imagine. Man. Art Institute is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Museums. Great. I do dig the museums. Absolutely. Okay. So you've never really got into like board games. You've played them. Yes. But yeah. it wasn't really your jam. I, more I mean, handheld stuff. More just the console games. Consoles, was kinda, okay. There was a point at which I stopped when okay. I moved out here. I was playing computer games occasionally. But I didn't play them before bedtime kind of stuff. It wasn't Okay, like, so now you play them before you go to bed? Yeah. I thought you got off work and then you came and played games for a while and then you did like your night routine. Actually, that's part of my night routine. I come home, I do the hot girl walk for about, I don't know. It's hour. a hot girl walk. Oh, Amaya taught me what that was. It's, it's speed walking. So that would make, forgive me. That was funny. In that instance, I would be the hot girl. Oh, that's fabulous. No, I'm, I'm actually a big supporter of going on walks. I need that for the end of the night. Dare I say some of my best first dates have been walking dates. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Go for a walk with me. I don't want to sit. I don't want to eat in front of you. I can eat in front of anybody. I can share a drink with any old chump. Yeah. And then you get to get a feel for the people. Yeah. And you accomplish something at the same time multitasking and if the the connection isn't there and then we can just turn around and go home (laughs) (laughs) you get off work you decompress hot girl walk video games bed right gotcha the hot girl walk is part of my decompression because it allows me to think and and, de-stress and just kind of walk it out i hear you and instead of smoking before i go on my hot girl walk i eat an apple there you go that's compromise because smoking before a walk sounds stupid feels counterproductive it it feels it (laughs) feels hypocritical a little hypocritical yeah but uh that is what it is i get it i realized and i never told you about the hallway Oh, yeah. Tell me about the hallway. And then we'll do that to close out the show. The play hallway. Yeah, the play hallway. So so I lived in that really tiny drive through town called Arrow Bear right. for a while, mm-hmm. um, probably until I was like six. Okay. Right. And then we moved into what we call what we all still refer to as the rental house, okay. which was a two bedroom home. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So all four of us had to sleep in one room. There was two sets of bunk beds. We had a really big closet. So that was kind of a good thing Mm. but the kids got the upstairs and my parents got the downstairs room but so there was like a den upstairs it was really cool and like a like its own little living room and it was the only house that we lived in that had stairs Mm -hmm. so we would oh man the fun that we had on those stairs the Mm. amount of times i jumped down an entire flight of stairs was great yeah we had a thing with boxes that we did yeah i can imagine we were we were just blanket kids but Mm. um (laughs) (laughs) We just rolled on down blankets and pillows. So then the house that my parents currently live in is the house that I really actually grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't recall what age I was when we moved in, but I'm guessing around 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. And that is a five bedroom, three and a half bath house. It is big. Yeah. And it's on either a half acre or an acre of land. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's so wonderful. Yeah, so just plenty of space. Right. And it was really, really nice. A large change 
from a two-bedroom home. Right. A tremendous amount of freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And um, how the house is shaped is kind of like an L. So like a longer portion and then a thicker portion. Mm -hmm. And the thicker portion was the living room, the kitchen, and then the family room. You know, just kind of like boom, boom, boom. Um, You know those... um modular homes uh-huh. yeah it was modular literally just piecework okay of houses put together if you go to my parents house you can still see like the strip connection on the floor right between where they connected all of the pieces mm-hmm. but that's how my parents house is uh designed okay and in that long part of the l if you will that's where the four bedrooms were so it was bedroom bedroom there was a bathroom a laundry room a bathroom, Mm -hmm. and then bedroom, bedroom. So like three bedrooms in a row, bathroom, laundry room, bathroom, bedroom at the end. You know what I mean? So we had this super long hallway. My parents didn't really necessarily have like a whole lot of like hanging art, if you will. Like there were some pieces uh, strewn around the house and like a a clock here or, you know, family photos or X, Y, and Z. But my parents actually made it a very valid point that there were... There was nothing ever to be hung in the hallways. Okay. Ever. You're not allowed to put pictures up. You're not allowed to hang up anything because it was all doors. You Mm -hmm. know, there was no windows in that hallway. And that was where we were allowed to literally be inside and kick a ball. Like we could kick a soccer ball. We yeah. could kick it against a wall. We could climb up the wall. Like we could, you know, those um, workout balls, like the larger ones. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Um... The ones that you kind of sit on, but yeah, 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 they literally you can like bounce on them, kind of like aerobic style, right? Does right. that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes so, sense. So, so we had a couple of those, and we would literally just kick them down the hallway, yeah, like like boing, you know. Um, I remember having a sleepover birthday party where me and my friends all laid down on our backs and we would kick the ball just back and forth down the hallway, just like over <laughs> over ourselves, and we yeah. were always we were always allowed to just fart around in the hallway and just have a heck of a good time my mom came out recently to help me with some stuff around the house you know she was helping me paint and do stuff in the backyard x y and z and um she told my best friend shelby about that story Uh you know and this is something that i didn't think of as a kid i just thought yeah i mean that's where i want to play i want to play in the hallway right i'm not going to play in the tv room that's kind of where relaxation is i'm not allowed to play in the kitchen and so i thought that was normal and when my mom like briefly explained like oh yeah there was nothing in the hallway so the kids could play shelby was just like completely taken aback by that she was like what do you mean you got to play like what do you mean you were given a space in your own home to have fun like that you know so it was just kind of like eye-opening of not everyone had that opportunity. Not everyone had the opportunity to actually be a kid in their own home. Yeah. As a child. I'm very thankful for that. Like the more I think about it, the more man, I had fun. Oh yeah. But I was totally encouraged to like be my own person and right. like go out and figure it out for yourself and have yeah. fun and but I was also a very active kid. Yeah. Just you know what I mean? Just all oh, the man. things. Yeah. A, yeah. An so, assortment of an assortment you know. of things in my childhood. Like there was definitely not a, a lack of entertainment yeah. when I was a kid. And I don't know if this is the way I was raised too. Okay. It was about exploration. Yeah. It was like, hey, where can we go that's new? Where can yeah, we go that's yeah, really yeah. cool? Where mm-hmm. can we go? You know, it's like, where can we go? Right. And that was part of it, but also learning things through the the arcade. You know, here's another thing too that's different for generations of gamers. Okay. 
I do not understand playing a game intentionally for five hours straight, you know, like long periods of time. Yeah, there are people we, who are known for that. Oh, yeah. people. And that's definitely do, a negative stigma. People, people stream and they do that when they stream their game playing. Like I can I would, read a book for three or four hours, but yeah, five I would lose just seems a little excessive. And it does it, seem a little excessive to me. Are, am I getting paid? That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. It's a job for a lot of streamers, but, actually. Yeah, I, but I feel still. like there is that negative stigma, especially like in my brain. When I think of certain type of gamers, it's like, man, you're just wasting your time. Right. But that's also kind of a disrespectful way because it's like, no, they're they're doing their thing. This, yeah. is, this is the thing that they do for fun. Yeah. That's the thing with me, too. But I cannot, and maybe this is a function of arcades because we had smaller experiences right briefer yeah more brief the end-to-end enjoyment was small Mm -hmm. and so anything that goes past a certain point is just too long you know there are games that have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay but i have to chunk that out in little little bits i mean i cannot i cannot play a game for more than a couple hours and not be okay. bored. So that's it. kind of your limit is yeah. like about two hours. And that's the thing when we got video games, finally in our household, mom was worried about us staying in the house all the time, but that's not what happened. Yeah. We, we would get to a certain point, we'd be done with it and then we move on to the next right, thing. Right, 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 right. Exactly. I know what you mean. Like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. We were never punished by taking our video games away or whatever. Okay. That, well, that's a good like, thing. Yeah. 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 Cause it was, cause it was like, like, this is the one thing, please. You know, just uh, what we did to have fun. And so it wasn't like a punishment nor a reward. It no. was, this is what you like this to do. This is what I like to do. Yeah. 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 That would kind of be the equivalent of my brother getting his uh, drawing utensils taken away. It's oh. like, why, why would you do that? Yeah. This is their thing. Right. But in, in the case of your brother, mm-hmm. that would be also a method by which they can, express themselves so 100 yeah you take and i think i would say that's less for video games if you take those away you take an avenue away of expression yeah yeah Yeah. and so it when you're doing things with drawing that is a method by which if you're if you're doing that you're expressing yourself you're getting something out he's always been a very expressive person Uh, and and that's that's never happened let me let me be clear they never they never took it away i was just saying as an example yeah in, in relation to like my family like it would be like if your parents took away video games from you, right. it would be like my parents taking away the drawing utensils from my brother right. because or it's like it's counterproductive. It's an example. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like something like taking the balls out of the out of the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, honestly, rolled. that was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. We very much so enjoyed it. But we also had like a big yard that we could play in. Yeah. I'm thankful. For my childhood. I'm yeah. thankful for the way that my parents raised us and the experiences that I had and the amount of activities that I actually learned how to do yeah. at a young age. Yeah. You know? And the trajectory of your life taking those things yeah. into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's an interesting thing too. It's like you take a lot of those things that you enjoy with you. And things that you learn. Like my parents are teachers, so I grew up with people. Right. I grew up seeing and experiencing and learning and hearing about all sorts of types of people and all sorts of different situations and circumstances. So it was really good for me to see diversity as a kid. Like oh, yeah. I grew up in a really uh, whitewashed right. town. Right. It's very, very white. Mm-hmm. Like there were maybe five black people in my entire high school. Yeah. In my entire high school. 
<laughs> you know, so it was a very white, very, very white um, childhood. My neighborhood was the same. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It was It was a very white neighborhood. Yeah. But when we went to dad's house, that disappeared. Flip-flopped. All races, and, uh-huh. you, know, you know, when we go to the mall or go yeah. to the arcade or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was there's, your there's, experience in seeing other types of people that yeah. were different from you. And, and being, it's being comfortable with that too. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, yeah. I, I never really gave it a second thought other than just, it's like people like everyone else, they love video games. We love video games. It's like, you yeah, know, it's girls, almost like, well, I don't care. Girls, what... guys, whatever. Yeah. It yeah, matter. yeah. Talking about the childhood. I am thankful for my childhood. I know that you are. I could probably talk another Three four hours about my childhood. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah, most definitely. We just it's do a good stories one. and stories and stories. But it's just so fun. It's fun to compare. It's it, fun to like see how your childhood was similar yet drastically different. Yeah, exactly. How how we we kind of that's the thing I was talking about the trajectory of taking things that you enjoy into the future, but also uh-huh. how the childhood shaped us similar ways but differently. You know. Right independence and, and things mm-hmm. like that were very similar that way. Yeah. But we had very different upbringings and very, very different, different experiences. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like your mom worked much different hours and your parents yeah. were divorced and you'll, Multiple you have jobs. And, yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. So like where I had a lot of stability, you didn't. Well, it not was, that, that I hope that wasn't an, no, an, an insulting thing to say. It was I, just I like think, from my perspective. Yeah. I think the yeah. stability came with the fact that we got to spend time with both parents and grandparents healthy. all yeah yeah that's all healthy. different different people so the stability was in the variety whereas gotcha. for yeah. you the stability was in the family unit yeah consistency me, yeah very very me, schedule 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 yep and yeah. for me it was there were things that were scheduled as far as visiting grandparents visiting parents okay yeah but Pretty routine. Pretty routine. And mm-hmm. it was it was stable in that sense. Gotcha. You know, even though it wasn't a traditional stability where yeah, yeah, that yeah. you think of like But a, like I feel like mine's the, not the nuclear, very traditional the nuclear anymore. Family yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right? You really think that that is not uh, a I common really, childhood? I anymore? don't. I no? really don't. Hmm. I mean, like, find ten people right now whose parents are still together who had a stable job. Right. Well, I mean like my entire childhood, my parents didn't have to worry about work. You're talking about your age group, right? You're not talking about people my parents' age I group. suppose not. Yeah, because but people not your your parents' age, people my parents' age. Right. You know, Yeah. find find that. It's just I because it's hard for me to find it. Yeah. It's hard for me to find it for sure. Right. You could probably find some research online, but... I mean, yeah, I but think, like, why am I going to research you know, that? Well, it's right. different I when mean, you meet somebody the, the, in person, like, oh my God, your parents had normal lives. Right. And <laughs> it's like compare and contrast, right? Right. We right. all have different experiences yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. That's, that, that should not be something that's, that's what that's makes cool. you, well, yeah, what it's what makes you unique and interesting to yeah. yourself now. Yeah. You know? Here we are. Our childhoods. Our childhoods. Our collective childhoods. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like this could be like, a multiple, like multiple steps. You, you could probably just have a whole podcast reliving your own childhoods yeah, together honestly. or whatever. I mean, I mean like, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be opposed to doing another one. Oh, or two. I, you know if what? If you want, if you want to do like a series on childhood, we could, 
Oh, yeah. I can even could... come up with other questions that we... I can ask you about your childhood that were different from mine. Or we can come up with words that are associated with childhood and sure. talk about those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Absolutely. that's a good thing because yeah. there are there are multiple connections that we can make with other words to our childhoods. Right, 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 right. Um, I, I think that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Like, but let's focus on embracing who we were as children and who we're becoming yeah. as, as adults. As old, I don't know. Well, well, how about from your perspective, you can be like, this point in my life affected, this point in my childhood affected this age time frame in my life. Yeah. You know, like, because we both agreed on the fact that childhood doesn't end at 18. Mm -hmm. So we can say, hey, from the age of 18 to 22, how did that period in your life affect your 40s? Yeah. Or your 30s or something like that. Yeah. You know, like childhood doesn't end just because you can legally vote. Right. right. <laughs> I think there is the perception that childhood ends, but I think the perception is wrong. Childhood yeah. can continue and should continue. Yeah. I think you just learn how to grow up a little bit more. Right. And there's things that get passed through the, the childish phase in right. your life, you know, like, Oh, that's childish. But uh, you know what? I would make a mud pie. Uh, you know, remember those? <laughs> remember making mud pies sure, when you were sure. a kid? I mean, just to kind of re-experience it as an adult. I mean, yeah, hey, you know, it's stupid fun. Yeah, exactly. I, that's how I feel about throwing rocks in the water. Yeah, it's just it's just fun to be fun. Yeah, exactly. So I get you. Perfect. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Madison, for yeah, joining me on this absolutely. episode. It's my uh, pleasure. We're going to do some more, definitely. Yeah. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up rad. for it. Rad. Rad. We love that. We love the word rad <laughs> yes. here. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Too Vague Podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Madison. Bye. Bye.